Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chan Man, House of Barf. Uh, Jeff was a little busy this morning. Today is May 31st, 2023. It's approximately 8.33 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just getting the day, not started, but, you know, just um, just been running around. About to go ahead and get barf started in a little bit. Just want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man, Chan Man, at the house. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed uh, just couple more spins i'm really appreciating it i'm gonna work on uh this 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 content hopefully that i'm presenting uh halfway decent content uh hopefully that the words that come off my tongue are are touched by the blood of christ by by god um so yeah just gonna go ahead get ready to get started uh again as you already know don't really have nothing that i want to talk about um yeah so let's take a quick break this chairman house of barf Yo, 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 what's good? What's poppin'? This is Chan Man, House of Barf. Appreciate anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of the day to come kick it. Right now, uh, CNBC, they're talking about SoFi Technologies. Uh, looks like uh, pre-market. Oh, actually, it's 9.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, they're up approximately about 12.3%. That's up approximately about 75 cents. <coughs> Excuse me. Currently trading... At approximately six dollars and seventy-five cents. Remember him? Well, now I'm not even really sure what SoFi does. Let's see, S P five hundred is down again about point four four percent. Uh Nasdaq is down approximately point zero eight percent. So again, it looks like another flat day. Alright, let's just go ahead and take a quick look. Kind of catch up on what's going on. I didn't even realize it was 9.55. It's 9.50, again, it's 9, about approximately 9.56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, crazy thing is, uh, one thing I recently learned uh, was, why is the term uh, paper trading? Um... I got to close out a bunch of these windows. So one thing I heard uh, about paper trading was um, it started literally people, you know, when they wanted to start trading, uh, they would write down uh, their um, their uh, the stock that they wanted to buy uh, literally on a piece of paper. And then they'll, you know, because trading back then was a little different. You had to wait for the newspaper or something. And then you had to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, get the newspaper. I guess the next—I don't know if it was next day or possibly next week. Um, you know, newspapers probably came out like once a week. Or probably, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, don't quote me on that. But when the next time the newspaper came out, then you could see the stock and what you know you could have possibly did. Because paper trading, if you're not familiar, is fake trading. Uh, let me go ahead and pull that up real quick. Um, let's do it real quick. Hey, what's paper trading? Moving a little bit slow. Let me try this again. I gotta, I gotta restart my computer. Still haven't restarted it. Uh, I'm just gonna close all these windows. These are all windows of things that I want to research <laughs> uh, in in further depth. Um, cause I'm doing quick research. Uh, 
I think one thing that I can work on is because um, a lot of times I'm not done with the research and I always say I'll just bring it back another episode. Um, but I think I'm just going to, you know, if I'm researching. According to Investopedia, a paper oh. trade is a simulated trade that Excellent. allows an investor to practice buying and selling without risk. Yeah, let me turn that off. The term gets uh, back to it. Okay, we'll turn that off right because uh, this computer needs to be restarted. That's what I'll do. I'll take a quick, quick break. Not yet. Um, okay, Hewitt Packer looks like it's it's uh, having a rough day today. Let's see. Okay. Okay, uh, CNBC went to commercial, so I'm going to go ahead and close down this computer um, real quick before I can close it down completely. Let me see something. Oh, see, I got a bunch of stuff up. Uh, uh, again, um, one thing, also, you know, uh, not getting anything from Spotify at all. But again, this this uh, this uh, this conversation between you and you and me, uh, and, and if I ever use the term you, you know, just know we're t- I'm talking about we. But the conversation that we're having currently right now is exclusively on Spotify, and in my personal opinion, I think the best way to listen to it would be on Spotify Premium. I actually purchased Spotify Premium for three months um, so that I could actually. Um, um, I'm looking at some of these documents that I'm shutting down, and I want to make sure that, uh, ah, crap, I got uh, something I've been meaning to do. I got a list here that's not saved, but I'm going to go ahead and X out of it. Uh, I got a list of things I've been meaning to do. Um, uh, uh, yeah, a list of things I've been meaning to do on this Word document that um, I haven't saved. But you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and close it. Uh, and also... Um, yeah, listen to the show on uh, Spotify Premium. That's in my, uh, you know, if you just want to, you know, get the full songs, uh, if that doesn't matter to you. Then the regular Spotify podcasters wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't bother you at all. Uh, and then in the meanwhile, uh, I, I may try to get this up on different platforms, um, considering that, um, you know, just to get it out some more. Uh, but the only thing is. Um, they may not play the music at all. So let's just say, for example, I'm like, all right, yeah, we're going to take a break. All right. Thank you so much to coming back to anybody and everybody who, and it's kind of like, okay, I guess he did. I mean, that was just a, that was a quick second. But, um, so, you know, we'll kind of see what happens with the Spotify and also with me playing music and everything. Uh, so when I submit these episodes, I submit them to Spotify. And then like an hour later, uh, Spotify sends me an email saying, Hey, your episode, uh, fuck off why would i go back to the office is um is um is uploaded on spotify so um i'm guessing they're hearing the content i'm guessing that they listen that i'm putting music on there uh so i'm like okay they must be okay with it and i would rather take my time um and grow um so i'm not growing too fast uh whoo this one stock that i like to look at uh uh it's a uh, night scope. Oh, they are dropping tremendously. It's just one that I, you know I kind of keep my own. If if I I believe I may have a couple shares. Um, oh my gosh, this thing is dropping. This I don't know what is going to go on with this. 
uh, I thought it was a great idea. Uh, it was about police officering, um, you know, ro- robotically AI. I'm still going to, I'm still going to keep an eye on it. Um, let's see what NVIDIA is doing. They've been having a great couple of days. Woo. Ooh, they dropped $5 a day. Uh, that's approximately uh 1.03%. This is Bing. I'm just using Bing. Uh, and right now Bing's not getting on my nerves. Um, Oh, and they even have a poll. And I need to get my polls back up. But when I had my polls, for some reason, I was having an issue with my po- podcast. I was like, what, what's going on here? And it was like, oh, you have a question attached. Uh, you know, I don't know. So I'm going to get my polls back up because I really do believe in surveys. Uh, that's going to be another topic that I want to write down, to, uh, surveys and uh, business. I really, truly believe businesses do well when they offer surveys at least. There, I, there's a lot of what I would call, um, what people call soft skills. Uh, I don't even know what soft skills mean. Two things, real quick. All right, let's shut down Bing. Um, so, uh, paper trading is one way I would recommend starting to trade to anybody, and I would say do it for a year at least. Uh, eventually, you gotta, you know, shit or get off the pot. But starting off, just do some paper trading. Um, I still paper trade when I am trading. Currently, I'm not trading. I'm in a bad situation. Uh, I'm running up credit cards. I'm liquidating retirement accounts. I, I am not the financial guru. I'm breaking all the rules. Uh, I'm, I'm creating content. I'm looking for jobs. Uh, it's 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 all over the place. It's complete chaos. It's it's a it's a spaghetti against the wall and see what you can grab or something like that. Um, so again, Spotify Premium. If you want to listen to the full song, also. Uh, Working on a children's book. Uh, don't know. Um, I'm just getting started. Uh, so I just want to put that out there. Also, uh, we're also working on putting together ideas for a few more podcasts, about two or three more podcasts. Um, I don't have it all written down right now. Uh, but yeah, having those uh, in the works as well. Um, just, you know, trying to think about creating an enterprise and taking things to the next level. Um, so. Those are just a couple things going on real quick. Um, Google, what is paper trading? Google. Oh, my The user may practice trading stocks without financial risk. Can you... Damn it, can you do that again? What is paper trading? According to Wikipedia, a stock market simulator is computer software that reproduces behavior and features of a stock market so that a user may practice trading stocks without financial risk. Okay, so yeah, that was what paper trading was. And literally, the why, the reason why I was called paper trading is because people, yeah, that's how I first started. I, literally, I would take a stock, Sony, Target, whatever it was back in the day, Walmart, write it down uh, and come back a few days later and just check and see what I've how what it did. So that was crazy to me. That's what it turned. Cause I used to say paper trading all the time, but never really thought about it. You know, I use those terms all the time. Never really think what they mean. Um, so actually one day, I, I guess I was just doing some research on stocks and whatnot and came across the term paper trading. And I was like, Oh, what happened back in the day? People used to literally, uh, write down, uh, their paper trades and, um, see what they did. So that's why it's called paper trading right now. It's a simulator on, um, on any app of yours. Um, there was something else I wanted to clear up. Uh, there was two things. Um, something I just said, I want to look up before, uh, other thing, 
Uh, I did bring up a group earlier that supposedly uh, uh, Saddam Hussein and uh, George Bush family, as long as well as a bunch of other people. But I, I remember the name now. It was a Carlisle group. Um, Google, what is the Carlisle group? According to LinkedIn, Carlisle is a global investment firm with deep industry expertise that deploys private capital across three business segments, global private equity, global credit, and global investment solutions. Okay, cool. And let me see. Is George Bush uh, a part of the Carlisle Group? Okay, who are the members of the Carlisle Group? Let's see. Uh, let's see, Harvey Schwartz, CEO, Daniel A. Del Nino, uh, William E. Conway Jr., David Rupstein, that's on Wikipedia. Uh, so, um, there was something else that I wanted to clarify real quick. We haven't even really got started. I'm taking my time. I'm taking it easy. I, I don't want to be stressing myself out. But let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, this is Chairman, House of Barth. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come back, uh, right now, um, I do have myself a Bev. Uh, it's not even cracked open yet. It's a bottle of Kirkland's alkaline water. Um, so also I'm right now, currently I'm using it as my stand to talk to. Uh, something I just wanted to look up as well. What are soft skills at work? According to U.S. Department of Labor, oral and written communication, teamwork and collaboration skills, critical thinking or problem solving skills. Okay, so the soft skills, uh, essentially, again, so you have your hard skills or um, I don't even know what the hard skills would be. Um, I'm just going to assume real quick. um, Let me see real quick. What's the opposite of soft skills? According to workable resources, hard skills refer to the job related knowledge and abilities that employees need to perform their job duties effectively. Okay, so you have hard skills, soft skills. Essentially, you just need to have the the product knowledge or the service knowledge to just to do your damn job. And then soft skills more so is when you have the interpersonal relationships. Uh, Let me go back. Uh, Professionalism, which, oh gosh, you know, I really can't stand so much bullshit. One thing I, I discussed earlier that I can't stand is that fucking dismissive ass. Uh, so I see you have a lot of problems. Uh, so what solutions do you have? This shit is so dismissive. It's so stupid. And now the other one that's so stupid is professionalism. To me, I have a bunch of these things that just piss me off. Somebody comes to me with a problem. A bunch of people are going to come with problems. All right. And one thing I do not want to go throw back in this because what people, what people do in organizations is they throw the shit back in your lap. That's, that's all people do is play hot potato in organizations that no one wants to, and I, I remember I had this one manager, supposedly, I'm not even sure, that stabbed me in the back. Damn it, that man stabbed me in the back. Supposedly. It was he say, she say, but I kind of believed it. And this this manager was supposedly my dog, man. And supposedly behind my back, uh, you know, they stabbed me in the back, man. And it, that's a whole lot what I was going through with, you know, my whole termination and everything. Because uh, basically when I was getting terminated, I was like, yo, well, what about this one manager? Me and him got along. We were getting work done. And then this one that he say, she say started was, um, uh, well, uh, supposedly such and such, you know, talking about the manager that I was like, yo, because I was having issues with other managers, uh, supposedly, you know, allegedly. I don't know. Um, and then 
I was like, well, when I was with this manager, I wasn't having any problems. And then they that's when they were like, well, I just want to let you know that that manager, what, that's not what they were saying. They were actually saying that you were having problems with them or struggling with them as well. And, yo, it was like one of those things where, um, you know, you just think that uh, the girl you with or somebody you with is loyal or uh, that you, you, you're in the loop and then you just find out this whirlwind. And it just, y'all, it crushed me. It did. It crushed me. And I wasn't saying that we were besties. I was saying that we were getting work done. Like, it was efficient. It was effective. I thought it was great. Next thing you know, they're like, nope, nope, that's not how they feel. And I should have never listened to them. I should have never got involved in that. But I don't even know how I'm getting on that. But um, just talking about um, those 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 organizations, what they want to do is, they don't want to admit any fault. You know, that uh, that's one reason why I have kind of an issue with HR being um, part of the organization. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just the best way organizations know to do it. But I would suggest doing it like like an, like, like an accountant or something. Or I don't know all accountants, but sometimes accountants don't actually work for the organization. Sometimes they work as a third party. And with that third party every four years or something, five years, eight years or something, I don't know then all the numbers, you'd have to look it up. They send in a new accountant. And that way this the accountants never actually build a long term relationship with the CEO, with the CCO, you know, chief compliance officer, chief executive officer uh, officer, uh or the you know, the the uh the accountant people that work for the organization. So this person is always coming in new. Um uh so, um, that's one reason why I've always had an issue. I feel like HR should be something more like that, where uh, it's always a third party, and they always come in. I don't know every, you know, every 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 decade or something. Every something they switch out the HR team and bring in a new HR team or something. Um, and and not that people have to lose their jobs, but just keep it that way because so people can actually look at it from. A, 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 an eagle eye uh, view and not so much like oh shit oh shit I don't want such and such to lose their job I don't want them in trouble I've been working with them for 19 years uh, blah 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 so what a lot of these organizations in my personal opinion do is they throw it back in your lap you know what I'm saying so and that's the thing that's crazy about these organizations is these people that work for the organizations really don't give a shit about the organization they work for how many people here real quick um, how many people are actually satisfied with their jobs? According to Pew Research Center, about half of workers say they are extremely or very satisfied with their day-to-day tasks. 51%, the amount of feedback they receive from their manager or supervisor on how they're doing their job. 49%, and the benefits their employer provides, such as health insurance and paid time off. 49%. Okay, so that's Pew Research Center. So according to Pew Research Center, and this was on March 30th, 2023, when they wrote this article, it says approximately 51%. I was actually one of those motherfuckers who were happy at their job. No lie. I was happy. I was happy working with my people, my whatever. But so that's 50-50. You get, you, you know 50-50. So half of these people are satisfied. Half of these people are unsatisfied with their job. Yet they want to behave the way they want to behave to protect whatever interest they have. You know, they can't see themselves anywhere else. You know, they've been at this company 15 years, first job they got out of college. 
You know, they you know, they're trying to protect their family. They're trying to protect their own well being. So, um, that's what's crazy to me is you don't even like this company, but you're just so dedicated and loyal. Like I understand it's like, no, I'm not loyal to the company, I'm loyal to that paycheck. I'm loyal to my family. I get that, I get that. But to the extent of where um you're even in a sense going to go along with the organizational ways such as somebody comes to you and says well you know i know you can't answer everybody you know you're going to get so much complaints you're going to get so many uh new ideas um i even think dave Chappelle talked about it uh how he hates sitting at dinner sometimes and people just walk up on him and be like yo i got a pitch for a new show and it's just like damn dog i'm sitting here talking to my family you know what i'm saying we're having dinner um so you know, I know, you know, being a, a leader or an executive or, you know, supervisor or whatever, you probably get a lot of complaints or a lot of ideas of how to change the operations uh, and, and what is always going to be thrown at you. Well, go ahead and drop, you know, a plan for that. Drop a project for that. And it can't be dumped on the managers and it just can't be dumped on other people. All I'm just suggesting, I have no idea. People stop showing so much um it's not your money. I'll tell anybody, if my kid get a job at McDonald's, somebody try to come in there and rob McDonald's, yo, it's not your money, okay? Your money is not even in that money you get in a paycheck, and I'm not even going to get started on that. I will in a little bit. Let me write that. Paycheck. Money. That money on your paycheck is not even your damn money. That money on your paycheck is, yes, the money that they paid you for your time that you offered to the organization, but that money right there is enough just to cover your basic expenses so that you can get your ass right back in that office you know uh that's I, and and your money so what is your money this is just another dumbass theory of mine your money is the money you take out of your paycheck and you store away whether you take 10 percent of that paycheck that 10 percent now that becomes your money to do what you want with whether it's save invest blah 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 the rest of it car note oil Gas, water, health insurance, blah, blah, blah. Just enough to get you back in that office and work. If they paid you your value, the company would run out of business. Uh, so, um, yes. Yeah, so the thing that really upsets me about organizations is the fact that when somebody comes to them with a problem or something that they want to bring up, people are more so willing to cover the organization uh, so that the organization can say thank you for eating shit for us. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, and then, you know, you can stay with the organization another five, 10 years or whatever. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that confuses me, uh, about organizations and then crap. I forgot the other thing that pissed me off. There's a few things that pissed me off about organizations. Um, so besides, Oh, professionalism. What, what what the hell is professionalism? What the fuck is professionalism? That shit pisses me off. Because you got you got black people, Latina people, um um the LGBTQIA community, um um uh, I don't know uh, I don't know if transgender and cross dressers fit into the LGBTQIA uh, I think there may even be, uh, I'm not sure if there's even more to that. Um, I think, is there a P? Is there a P? I think there may be a P now for, uh, uh, is it pansexual? I'm not sure. Let me see. What is it? Uh, LGBTQIA P? 
Is there, is there another one? Okay. According to Queer Asterisk, LGBTQIA+, noun, acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, aromantic, pansexual communities. Okay. So I see that they just put a plus on at the end. They said, okay. We can't do this anymore. All right, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna put a. It should put a plus slash negative, you know, because uh, we're not sure if you're part of that or if we need to subtract some things. Uh, but they went ahead and put a plus at the end. So you got all these groups of people, um, and then you're gonna throw in there be professional. So what's professional? What's not professional? You're just a bunch of bullshit. Now, in my terms of being professional, uh. It's 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 to walk a certain way. You know, you got your walk, chuck it. I call it chucking it. And then you got your, uh, I guess you had to have your voice. Hey, what's going on? I, I don't know. I don't know what professionalism is. And I understand that some people would be like, ah, oh, Chan, come on, oh, Chan, man, you're being too harsh. You're being too immature about this. Professionalism just means, you know, coming to do your job, uh, being honest, being straightforward, um, you know, you know, not suffering in silence, being who you are. I get it. I get it. But for some reason, the def- definition of professionalism between certain groups does not mean the same thing. Uh, if I if I talk to if I talk to even I could be wrong, five black people, whatever. Right now, man, woman, man, woman, man, whatever. I can almost guarantee you they would each have a different definition of professionalism. And at the end of the day, I think they would just say, you know, just just try to act Caucasian. I, I really feel that that would at the end of the day, when all the different definitions come out, we're like, yo, none of this even makes sense. So you said professionalism is working hard. You said professionalism is your brand at work. You said professionalism is talking your written and verbal skills. OK, so what is it? And eventually I feel like everybody would be like, man, there's there's this. Um, what is this? Um this is this is a terrible joke, but uh, let me see real quick. I've been talking for about thirteen minutes. Uh, uh, let me go to uh, da, 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 da. um, so movie on Netflix uh, with Danny Glover. Um, uh, sorry to bother you, and let me see if I can just get a quick clip. It's your white boys. Man, I ain't got no white boys. Yeah, I'm going to restart it real quick. Hey, young blood, let me give you a tip. Use your white boys. Man, I ain't got no white boys. Oh, come on, you know what I mean. You have a white voice in there. You can use it. It's like when you pulled over by the police. Oh, no, I just use my regular voice when that happens. I just say, back the fuck up off the car and don't nobody oh, get out right, of man, I'm just trying to give you some game. You want to make some money here? Then read the script with a white voice. People say I talk with a white voice anyway, so why is it helping me out? Well, you don't talk white enough. I'm not talking about Will Smith's wife. I'm talking about the real deal. Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. I didn't catch you at the wrong time, did I? All right, that, that was just a short little snippet. And um, just to give you a quick thing on on, on that... Um, so back in the day, let me, let me go ahead and, uh, that the movie, I'm I'm sure they know about it. What is two-ism? 
Here's the definition of tourism. No, no, not a commercial not, not, organization not, no. and operation of vacations and visits to places of interest. Not, not tourism. Let me try again. See what you. What is tourism in African American history? Okay, no, 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 it's not. Okay, let me. It's it's actually tourism. Two is um oh see I don't even know how to spell it oh give me just one second okay some people call it Tunis okay that must be what it's called all right let me check it real quick um. Give me one second, just getting started. Oh, it's confusing. Again, I told you I got to restart this thing. Okay. Let me try this again. Let me try to refresh this. What is Tunis? No. No, not that. Okay. Let me see if I... Let me try again. Is it not? Sorry, this thing's not working for me real quick. Let me get another try real quick. I got it in front of me. I'm about to go ahead and read it myself. All right. Tunis, it's a double consciousness in a concept in a social philosophy referring originally to a source of inward Tunis, punitively experienced by African Americans because of their racially racialized oppression and disvolization in a white dominated society. That's Stanford University. That was written back on March 21st, 2016. Uh, so essentially, um, with that voice uh, that you heard, basically, oh, oh, snap. Uh, uh, let me see. They got a something study dot study dot com. Uh, they may have even a definition possibly by uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Oh, William Eggert Bergat. Didn't know that. All right. Um, I'm just going to hear a little bit of what he said about Tunis. Goodness, come on. This computer, okay, I'm going to give this computer a break in a second. Uh, the conflict that occurred in an individual trying to reconcile their social role, personal identity, and internal striving contributed to the feeling of Tunis, or double consciousness, and striving of the Negro people published in the Atlantic in 1897. Du Bois wrote, to be a poor man is hard, but to be poor race in a land of dollars is a is the very bottom of hardships. Let me read that one more time. To be a poor man is hard, but to be a poor race in a land of dollars is the very bottom of hardships. Oh man. Oh man. Wow. Uh, and they, and they even go more into some stuff. Um, wow. You know, so, um, 
I'm just going to do real basic, and I may have to restart this computer first. What is professionalism? Here's the definition of professionalism, the competence or skill expected of a professional. Okay, the competence of the expected... Okay. Okay. Um, let me see something real quick. Now, this is... I'm just going a little bit too far right now. I told you I'm doing my research. Uh, and y'all doing it with me. Do black people struggle with the term professionalism? And, and of course... Um, because, okay, let's say, for example, okay, real quick, and I'm going to go into it real quick. We'll bring, I'm, I'm going to leave that up. Okay, so let's say, for example, I ran an organization. And let's say that the organization was predominantly black and Latino and Asian and whatnot. It wasn't predominantly, uh, it was predominantly non-whites, non-Caucasians. And somebody came to my job the way I want it ran, the way I want it run. Um, we don't drug test. We good. You're good. All right. We come here to work. You don't steal. You don't lie. You don't cheat. You don't whore around. You got a relationship. Be honest. You know, be straight up. You don't whore around. Um, you know, if you want, if you need, if you want a couple of drinks on your lunch break, go ahead. Just make sure you come back to work. If you want to hit the gym, go ahead, but don't be there all day and then come back to work and stand around all day. It'd be more about talent and uh, results. I don't give a damn. And in my world, that's professionalism. Not saying that's true. I'm just using that as a hypothetical. That in that world, that's my world of professionalism. I don't care if you got tattoos on your face, if you got teeth shaved down, look like lizard teeth, fish teeth. I don't care if you got a grill. I don't got you. I don't care if you wear a mohawk. You come to work with a lime green mohawk, and I say that's professionalism. It's all about expertise, product knowledge, service knowledge. That's what professionalism. So, in my world, I could be wrong. We don't, I don't think a lot of other people feel. Now, listen, do we need to sometimes have, I, I also say everything can't be New York. Everything can't be D.C. Some people do not want to live. In, if I get money, I may not live in D.C. I may move to, I don't know, North Carolina or Florida or something, depending, you know, depending on, you know, making sure, you know, the economics and the, you know, now that's when I would care about the politics because I don't want to move to a state that is not, you know, my best interest. Um, but, you know, everywhere can't be. So if you're, you know, if you want a professional place where people wear, you know, the nice suits, I don't even know who makes nice suits. I don't know, Kate Spade or Tom Ford. And you want the people who wear short haircuts and you want the people who are not having drinks during their lunch breaks. And if you want that, then you can go to that organization and that's their definition of professionalism. That's if you ever realize when somebody rebrands themselves besides like two chains and Waka Flocka, and you know what? I want to do some more research on Waka Flocka and two chains. Uh, but if you realize whenever somebody rebrands themselves, when they go through a rebranding phase, what do they typically do? They you typically change their hair to try to be more, uh, I don't know, professional. They typically change their outfit to be more professional. What is it, a suit and tie and whatnot? And they say, we're, we're rebranding. You ain't rebranding shit, in my opinion. You are another cookie-cutter example of some billionaire. Um, and it's all good because that's how billionaires do it. They're very disciplined. They're very well-dressed. They probably shave the hair off their face. 
They don't wear a mustache. They don't wear a beard. They keep a short haircut. They keep a three-piece suit. Um, shit, let me see real quick. Who's that black billionaire? Uh, he recently just did a he recently just did a podcast, and there was a small snippet in there where um, what's that black billionaire's name? Uh, he just he gave like uh, paid a bunch of people student loans off. Uh, black billionaire. Uh. Uh, and he didn't do it through, that's one thing they were talking about. He didn't do it through, uh, basketball. He didn't do it through. And, and, and that's another insult. Who gives a fuck how I made my money? You know, uh, oh, he didn't do it through the stock market. Uh, he didn't do it through entertainment because that's all black people can do is either entertain or sell drugs. Or I guess now we can do the stock market. Um, uh, so that that frustrates me too. It's like, why do y'all knock somebody um, for how they made their billions? Like, does it, does it really matter that that paid uh, student loans? Um, but hey, you know, because we do got to open up doors and other avenues. I get it, I get it. I believe his name was Robert Smith. So let me take. Oh, I wonder if he was. I wonder. Uh, I, I want to check something real quick. Um, what is University of Maryland's business school called? According to the University of Maryland, at the University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business, you'll find an unparalleled education that helps you unleash your creativity. Okay, I didn't need all that. Uh, so, who's this guy? His name is Robert Smith, too? Is it, um, let me see. Uh, is it Robert H. Smith? Robert? Oh, he's Robert F. Smith. Okay, so the school's not named after him. Okay, um, now let me take a look at Robert Smith. He recently did a, a um um a podcast uh which it was it was it was really good. Uh I'm yeah, not knocking that. But there was this small snippet in there where he even said, Hey, we were branding uh oh, where did it go? Where did it, where did it go? Um let me see if I can find it real quick. Actually, been a customer better. Okay, so here goes real quick, uh, and then we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Um, may may make this break a little bit longer, um, considering that I've been talking for approximately twenty five minutes. But okay, so and then we really haven't been touching on anything. It might take you ten years to figure out what we've done forty five times already. So it might take you ten years to figure out what we've done forty five times already, right? And now I bring that intellectual property into the company and say, here's how we're going to de- design this a little differently. Here's how we're going to change your Okay, I think this is an introduction. To actually incentivize them. Let me speed up. So I will write about a whole... Oh, it's called rebrand the three-piece suit. <laughs> okay, and this is... Um... Earn, earn your leisure. E-Y-L. This is a very special episode. Let's call it and the Icon Edition. It's also the earliest episode that we've ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever recorded. Oh, I thought it was your choice to get here this early. Well, I mean, once we got the time slot, you know, yeah, okay, we, make it work. Right. We show up. We up 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. So, um, and I did get the memo. 
Well, you didn't get the memo. I did not. Get, I, yeah, did not I stayed get on brand, and everybody else was <laughs> in three piece. Yes, yes. The, the blue uh, blazer with the, the three piece suit look. Yes, this is the brand. This is the new brand. That's the new brand. This yes. is y'all's new brand. Yes, this is, this is the Icon Edition brand. <laughs> We're rebranding. It's called. It's called rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, this this is. It's a, so, yeah. it's a very and, uh, full look, circle I, look, I'm not going to debate with a billionaire and who's done so much. I don't even know everything Robert Smith has done. Um, and I'm just using him as an example. But um, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, look, it, it says we're the rebrand and what they're doing is they're both wearing approximately, I don't know, three pre-suits. I don't know. Uh, and the other guy, he's wearing a hoodie and a Nike and Nikes. And he's saying we're the rebrand. We're the rebrand. This is the Icon Edition. We're the rebrand. Uh, and for me, I'm like, that's not much of a rebrand. If 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 I look back, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, that's that's been kind of the regular brand for multi gener. When was the first suit created? According to Suit Shop, the modern suit's direct ancestor, the lounge suit, was developed in Scotland in the 1850s. Made from heavy fabric, it was designed for outdoor wear and only worn for casual occasions. It combined matching pants, jacket, and waistcoat, providing an outline for all suits going forward. So, yeah, suits have been around since the 1850s, so you want to rebrand yourself. I mean, I, I get it. You know, you're trying to put out a new image. Uh, you got to rebrand. There's masters in branding and all that. I don't even fully understand branding to an extent. They even say you have a brand even when you work at a job. When you work at a job, what is your brand? You know what I'm saying? Some people uh, are, are the culture. You know, they bring culture, right? No offense. When Even when I say sometimes I think that Caucasians want to live in a community with all Caucasians, I do believe there's a group of Caucasians that don't want to live in a community with all Caucasians. And if they do want to live in a community with all Caucasians, they don't want to work at a job with all Caucasians. At some point, Caucasians even know that they can't live in a world that's all Caucasian. Uh, and I think sometimes even Caucasians want to hire some culture. They're like, man, we need some culture. But also, you know, it's easier to just kind of, in my personal opinion, check off. You know, I think this is wrong, but I think they also can check off two boxes with hiring a black woman so they can get the minority and they can get the woman. And what else? And she's no offense. I could be wrong. She's not as intimidating as I'm not trying to be rude, but she could be, you know, a huge threat. But she's not as much as a threat, you know, as a black man. I could be wrong about that comment. We'll do research on that. Um let me see. Uh, I don't even know how that would do with economics or anything. The threat of the black man um, versus, and I don't want to put men, black men and women against each other, versus the black woman uh, in the workplace. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, so some people's brand is they're the culture. They bring the culture. They're geniuses, too. Don't get them wrong. But they bring the culture. They bring the culture of the Nigerian culture. They bring the, um, the I don't know, um, uh, they bring the Spanish culture. They bring, um, you know, they bring other culture. Okay? They may, they may not be the best at their job. Uh, they may not be the worst. They may be really good at their job. They may be perfect, but they bring culture. Other people bring professionalism. They... Um, they handle it, you know, how do we handle situations diplomatically? Other pre people bring leadership. Other people bring 
uh, cleanliness and food. Uh, they 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 the one to help us keep the office clean, uh, and they also bring that upside down pineapple cake every now and then. Uh, so um, uh, the, then you have the person that you can count on for time, right? And the time person may not be the person you can count on for ruffling feathers and you know pushing things to new boundaries, uh, but that you can always count on them to be on time. Um, then you have the person who's going to ruffle the feathers and shake things up. Um, so there's different things in your organization that you may not even realize that you bring. That's your brand. Um, so um, a brand, uh, you know, I forget what I was basically getting into, but it it's definitely can be restructured. I mean, look at two chains. Fantastic at rebranding himself. Uh, and, and not saying that, he, um, he won't ever wear a suit, but he may be one of those people. The only time you're going to see me in a suit is when I'm, uh, uh, in my, in my, in my casket. Maybe not. Waka Flocka, another one, rebranded himself. You don't see, I have to see him in a suit every day and I'm not knocking the suit. That's not what I'm knocking. What I'm knocking is, um, anytime somebody wants to progress themselves. Now, look, trust me. I have I've set up interviews for my boys, for my fellas, for my kings, my guys. And um I won't bother them at all. I don't want to come off too aggressive because I can come off very aggressive or assertive when I got something on my mind. When I'm like there's almost damn near nothing that can stop me when I'm when when I'm focused. Uh to be honest, to an extent I don't take on all challenges or whatnot because when I take on something, I kind of go for it. Um, I fall for it. Um, so I won't call my boys. I'll leave them alone. Hook them up. You know, hey, there's this interview, a such and such. And they say, no, I'll get a call, you know, either either from my boy. I'll be like, hey, how did the interview go? Yo, you want to meet up? You know what I'm saying? Grab a beer or something. Talk about it. Or I'll get a call from the interviewer and they'll be like, dog. You know, your man pulled up in some uh, jeans, baggy jeans, T-shirt, Jordans. I was like, for the interview? And they'd be like, yeah. And so I talk, you know, talk to my boy a little bit. But like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes when you do go into somebody's house, you got to respect their rules. Now, this isn't about, you know, cooning or rebranding or whatever. You don't have to rebrand yourself. You can still be yourself. But sometimes, you know, when you go into that environment, you're going to their house. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's very important. You're talking to a woman, you got to know how to talk to a woman. You talk to a Chinese person, you got to know how to talk to a Chinese person. You're talking to a Latino, you got to know how to talk to Latinos. You don't got to sell out. You don't got to be no punk. Oh, oh, I'm trying to appease these Chinese people, so I'm going to work, you know, on my Mandarin and I'm going to speak straight Mandarin. That's respect. Now, when you're selling yourself out and doing shit that, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, just too much. Like, okay, so let's just say the man talking to the woman. I mean, you talk, you talk different when you talk to a woman. Maybe you do uh, be a little bit more gentle, or you're not so aggressive, or using as much cuss words or whatnot. Um, but it's different when you just be a straight up punk. Now that shit is annoying. That is, ah, okay. So, uh, but there is just a little bit of difference. Okay, so you know, but on the other end. I don't understand how you could expect somebody to come for a job interview in a suit with a haircut and everything. This person doesn't have a fucking job. Doesn't make any sense. 
job interviews should be people who come in t-shirts and jeans and mm-hmm. beards and whatnot. It only makes sense to me. That, and, and let me get to know their brand. Let me get to know them. And their outfit doesn't mean shit to me. That to me personally. You know what I'm saying? Um uh think little baby said it. I'm into minds and hearts. I'm not into faces. You know, we'll get to know this person's brand, what they stand for. Um, they could possibly be in a struggle. Look at Pursuit of Happiness by Will Smith. And I gotta look up that guy in that movie. That's another thing we gotta look up. Um uh what what was he trying to do? He put all his money into that one damn suit. That one suit he put all his money into. That is ridiculous. Man, man, that is so messed up. Dude is sleeping in the bathroom in metro stations, closing the door behind himself, locking it. You know what I'm saying? And putting all his money into that one damn suit and and trying to appease to all these people and trying to rebrand. And that's what I'm saying. I I think we got to get. We got to get to a different place. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the suit. I'm not saying there's some events because recently I've actually been invited to some events where people were dressed very nicely. Like it was very nice events and everybody was not in a suit. Some people were and some people looked very nice in their suits. Some people came in their uh, native. it, It was kind of an international event. And some people came in their, I don't know, native countries, you know, clothing and looked very nice there it was no like there was no like you had to be in a suit you know so when with rebranding if hoodies and jeans are the new rebrand if native uh countries clothing are the new rebrand uh then that I, in my personal opinion that's where we just need to get to we need to start getting to the best talent the best results start challenging uh last thing and then we're going to take a quick break um where does the United States stand in education? Here is information from Report Card on American education. Oh, okay. So they gave me just a, a few of the states. But basically, I'm looking at all the states, and everyone basically is a C in the United States. But uh, I, I was trying to see uh, amongst like the rest of the world. Yeah, okay. Here we go. The rest of the world. Um, okay. Okay, bullet points. Let me just go to bullet points. Here, I'll give you the name of the article first. S. Education rankings are falling behind the rest of the world. How it hurts the economy and you. By Kimberly Amadeo. Updated on March 26th, 2023. Reviewed by Summer G. Anderson. Okay, so I'm just going to go to the bullet points. Key takeaways. The U.S. placed 11th out of 79 countries in science when testing was last administered in 2018. The top five math scoring countries in 2018 were all in Asia. U.S. students' math scores have remained steady since 2003. Their science scores have been about the same since 2006. The IMD World Competitiveness Center reports that the U.S. ranked 10th in its 2020 competitiveness report after ranking first in 2018. Okay, so I wouldn't say it's too, I mean, from that. Okay, but let's take a look at something else real quick. That didn't sound too bad to me, but let's go ahead and move forward real quick. I just want to hear a little bit more, and then we're going to take a break. I'm going to wrap this episode up and then start a brand new one. 
economic impact of education. These low scores mean that U.S. students may not be as prepared to take high-paying computer and engineering jobs, which often go to foreign workers. Silicon Valley is America's high-tech innovation center, but one reason for its success is the cultural diversity of its foreign-born software engineers. Note. Many companies simply outsource their tech jobs overseas, but the result is the same. There are fewer high-paying jobs going to American citizens because they may not be qualified. Hey, hey, and I'm not saying that, hey, look, when, man, when, when I be at work, man, them youngins come in, you know what I'm saying? Those youngins, they be knowing some shit, and I'm not even just talking about foreign youngins. They could be... I'm just talking about youngins. When they come into man, they are competitive. They know so much. I know I got term. I know I know partially in my termination. You know, um, you know I don't even want to talk about because uh, not right now because I got some things you know uh, going on. Uh, I'll definitely touch on it. But I did know there were some youngins in there that was just. But also they also had support. They had advocates, and not even just any advocates. They had the advocates of like big wigs. You know what I'm saying? Real fucked up shit. Like seriously. Like, yeah, there was a whole lot, but um, I'll even say too, I'm trying to better on my skills right now. Like, right now is a time that yes, I'm using it to spend with my family and everything, but also um, I need like I got a bunch of stuff I got to finish up, uh, what like schooling and whatnot, uh, like and then also um, you know, working on some unemployment and whatnot stuff like that. Uh, get all that stuff together. Um, and then, um, I do want to start taking some more Excel classes. I I've taken a couple of Excel classes, but I want to brush up on it. Uh, want to brush up on my data analytics and I want to brush up on AI. I want to brush up on all these things. I want to brush up on my formulas, um, and get all this, all this shit back, uh, in this meantime, while I'm also applying for other jobs. Um, you know, uh, I'm really hoping that, Somehow, some shape, some form, uh, just trusting in God. And and I have a feeling that God was reaching out to me. God is always reaching out to me, but I feel like, you know, he's letting me know because I, I really have, I, I've been getting kind of discouraged again. And uh, I feel like God's letting me know, like, hey, Chan, like, remember, like, you don't know what this world has to offer. Even as possibly as intelligent as you are, you have no idea what this world has to offer. You have no idea the the money that um, you could come into by trying new things. Um, you have no idea how secure and safe you really are and how well you're going to be and how well you're going to do. But you have to keep the faith and you have to keep moving forward. You can't get discouraged. You can't lay down. Uh, again, um, dropping that, that N-word with the hard R a couple episodes ago, it, it bothered me. It really bothered me because I do not, I'm not, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings like that saying that, Dan Chan, you just think of, of, you think God just thinks all of us are a bunch of hard R's? And it's like, no, that's not what I mean. That's not what I want to say. That, really, that, that bothered me. And it honestly, it made me want to take a couple of days off and say, Chan, come on, let's let's not create content to be controversial, to, you know, say comments just for shock value. You know what I'm saying? Let's just take it easy um, and just relax. You know, I did one, but I went ahead, I came on and I was just like, hey, um, and I retracted a bunch of comments. Um you know, going forward again, I, I am going to work on not apologizing so much and just getting this content out there. Just know that I do think of y'all as fam, whoever's kicking it. Just know I love everybody and I know God loves everybody. So 
been talking for about 42 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and probably just cut this episode off because we didn't get to anything. Uh, I don't believe so. Maybe we did cover things. And I don't even realize it. Um, again, I do shoot these just in one take and I really don't edit them. Um, and I do get concerned because one time I was recording an episode and Spotify like just shut down and I went back to see if they had the episode in my library and they were like, yeah, it's not working. It was defective or something. So I couldn't even use it. So I get worried that it may happen again. Spotify may just shut down. And then basically these last 40 minutes went to waste. So again, Thank y'all to anybody who decided to take time out of the day to come kick it with your man, Chan Man. Yo, I appreciate it. We're going to start having more fun, and we're also going to start doing more actionable items. I've gotten about 20 episodes in. Um, take your time. Don't feel like you got to go through all of them, but take your time if you want to have some fun. Uh, just, you know, join them. Possibly, you know, they could be just in the background. Uh, you can hear my low monotone uh, voice. Um, so, again, I just want to say thank you to anybody Definitely appreciate it. God bless you. Um, I may bring it back in a little bit, depending on how my day goes. Uh, so, all right. This is Chairman House of Barf.